Welcome everyone, it's Eagles 360, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with Joe DeCamera. On this Wednesday, the Eagles, of course, getting ready for the New York Giants on Monday night, but it's a long week, we talk a lot, so I want to hear your thoughts, Joe, on Sunday, the win over the Saints, and the significance of that victory in the big picture here. Is, is it a turning point for the Eagles? That's a shot to be, Dave, I really think it does. Two things when you talk about the significance. First off, a win. It's hard to get to eight, nine, ten, unless you get to two. One and four would have been really bad. So getting to two and three really settles, I think, the Eagles into the season a lot more, obviously, than one and four would have been. The other is they played better. And that's where when you talk about significance, Dave, and, and the possibilities up ahead, you have to play better football in order to, for instance, win this division. I thought there were signs from the Eagles, the offensive line, Bradford, even though the two interceptions were there, I thought generally he seemed more comfortable, settled down. I was encouraged, Dave. I was encouraged by and large by what I saw from the Eagles. I thought it was, a, I thought it was their best performance of the year. And it will have to be even better on Monday night. The Giants coming to town. NFC East tussle at Lincoln Financial Field. It's blackout night. And it's also Hall of Fame night for the Eagles. And Brian Westbrook and Maxie Bond should be very festive in South Philadelphia on Sunday. A lot to get to today before we get into the show. Let's get you caught up with everything happening with the Eagles today. Our Eagles 360 update with Alex Smith. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. The big news today here at the Novacare Complex was defensive end Fletcher Cox taking home his first career player of the week award following his three sack, two forced fumble performance against New Orleans Saints. Today we heard from both Cox and the players around him on his big day on Sunday. You know, because of his intelligence and because of the guy he is and how dedicated he is to, to learning the scheme, we move Fletcher around a lot. So you just can't say, there he is, here's how we're going to double team him. And then his skill set and how we can manipulate matchups and kind of keep the other team from saying, there he is. Here's how we're double teaming him. You know, that combination is, is working well for us so far. I've been a quiet guy that just goes to work every day and just prepare each week to be great. And uh, as you saw, Sunday he had a spectacular game, so I'm not expecting anything less from him. From here on out, he shows what he could do. So uh, Three sacks every game? Yeah, three sacks, two sacks. You better do something. He showed what he could do. So, hey, I'm going to be on him from here on out to give me three sacks or two sacks every game. But he was doing his job, and the sacks came to him. You know, it happens like that. Coach say, you never know who's going to be open, who's going to get it, but if you do your job, it, it, sure enough, it'll come to you. Man, it means a lot, man. And, and like I said, uh, you know, finally, somebody recognizes it. And, uh, you know, just the hard work's paying off. And, and I feel like without, without those guys in the back end and, you know, the guys that's pushing the middle, none of that stuff would happen. Up next for the Eagles is a Monday night game against the New York Giants. And today we heard from players inside the locker room about what the challenge is in facing a quarterback like Eli Manning. That's the kind of offense when you have a quarterback like Eli who has the entire playbook at the line of scrimmage, who can, who's smart enough to put the offense in the position to, to um, be successful. You know, you, you hand the keys over to him. He does a good job. You know where he's ranked in the NFL is getting the ball out of his hand? Third. So once again, we're, it's a high efficiency, quick, ball out of the quarterback's hand offense and, and again it's they've only had what I think four sacks maybe and two interceptions so Eli not only makes a quick read and gets it out of his hand if there is any pressure he throws it away. Uh, yeah just a little bit you know we're going to try and get him off the spot you know uh, confuse him a little bit just to hold on to the ball you know quarterback's good if he just if he catches and throws it you know it basically becomes seven on seven when there's no rush, you know, those guys can't get there fast enough in 2.5 seconds or whatever it might be, you know. So for us, it's, it's really just about throwing off that time and, and having to hold the ball and let the rush get to get to either. One of the things that makes Manning such a tough opponent is having a talented wide receiving core around him, including the ultra-talented Odell Beckham Jr. 
I think his athleticism and explosiveness. You know, he is uh, he can stop and restart as fast as anyone, and and that is always a challenge. And uh, then when he does catch the ball, he's a great open field runner. It's good to have you know have good players around you, and and uh, he's. He's a good kid. He's a good player. He works really hard. He wants to be really good, and so it's fun having uh, that enthusiasm and, and the way he practices and, and plays the game, that effort uh, on, on the team, and that's contagious. He's special when he gets the ball in his hands. Um, he got great ball skills. He got you know go routes, but I think that the things that separate him is when he gets the ball in his hands, he turns into like a, I don't want to say a running back, but he's a playmaker. He can make people miss, and he can create big plays. To hear from the rest of the defenders from inside the locker room as well as all of your latest Eagles coverage, be sure to keep it right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Alex. Later in the show, Chip Kelly in studio. We'll talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. But when we return to Eagles 360, Chris McPherson, a little cover two with Les Bowen from the Philadelphia Daily News, Elliot Shore Parks from NJ.com. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly, the 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. At Lincoln Financial, we believe you're the boss of your life, the chief life officer. In charge of creating memories, planning futures, and keeping promises. Ask your financial advisor how Lincoln Financial can help you take charge of your future. Life, income, retirement, group benefits, and advice. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Welcome back to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. Time now for us to get out of here and get to Chris McPherson. Cover two segment, Les Bowen, Philadelphia Daily News. Elliot Shore Parks, NJ.com. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to this week's edition of Cover Two here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. It's a more joyful edition following the Eagles' 39-17 win over the New Orleans Saints. And to break down that game and look ahead to a big primetime Monday night matchup against the Giants, I brought on Les Bowen from the Philadelphia Daily News and Elliot Shore Parks from NJ.com. Les, I'll start with you. Right. The Eagles offense over 500 yards of offense to 39 points. Is this the game where the offense finally gets on track moving forward for the rest of the season? Well, it certainly has to give them confidence moving forward. They scored on seven possessions in a row, six in the second half. A lot of them were field goals, but still, you know, given where we're coming from here, uh, I think it gives them confidence that the Saints defense was terrible. It won't be like that against the Giants, but it, it's a step. It's a big step. It, you know, this is a process, and I think they took an important step in that process. 
reason I do think it could be a turning point is unless I brought up a good word, which is confidence. I mean, the guys that had good games were Bradford, Josh Huff, DeMarco Murray. These are guys that have been struggling to a certain degree through the first few weeks. And so much of sports is confidence, just seeing yourself being able to do it. And I think now that they've had that big game, they're really set up for Monday night to hopefully can, you know, continue it for their sake. Now, the buzzword ESP around the Novacare complex was execution. Yeah. Do you think it was simply the Eagles executed better against the Saints? Or do you think Chip and Pat Shermer tweaked a few things and maybe realized they had to change some things to help the players thrive? Well, with anything, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, they definitely were under center a little more. That's something they've done over the past few weeks. I think this has helped the running game. But I do think it was also execution. I mean, the offensive line played better. Bradford, other than those two early interceptions, he was, you know, he probably played his best game of the year. So I certainly think the key parts of the team that had struggled early with execution turned that around. But as well, there was obviously some coaching that went into that. Les, you were trying to get out chip on Monday, the day after the game, whether it was execution or the play yeah. calling. You watched, you know, but at least you tried. You tried. Yes. To, you gave it a good effort with the coach. So, what do you think it was? Do you think it was play calling, or do you think it was just the E word? Well, I think there was a lot less chaos along the offensive line. They kept all five guys in the same spot for the first time all year. Nobody had to leave for any reason, and nobody had to move around. And, you know, I, I think that that was certainly helpful. But I also think the blocking was different. Uh, they did do sweeps, like Chip said, when he kind of danced around my question, but there wasn't nearly as much to me, you know, Brent Selleck trying to pull from over here and get a guy over here and, you know, having to jump over his own guard who'd been knocked backwards. And, you know, I think there was much more, I think it was a simpler approach to the blocking. And uh, it helped that the Saints didn't have the kind of linebacking, like you saw, for instance, in the Dallas game where Sean Lee would just run to every hole and, and plug it up. Let's, let's look at the defense real quick. Fletcher Cox, the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Much Is deserved. the defense not getting enough credit for what the Eagles have done to this point? Going into last week, I would have said that, yes. I would have okay. said the defense is way better than fans perceive it to be because, you know, yards per play is, is pretty good, really good, but they have, they're on the field so much that it's not really reflected in the overall stats. You know, after re-watching Sunday's game, the turnovers were really critical. I mean, if they hadn't gotten four turnovers, the Saints would have put a lot more points on the board. I really felt like maybe the defense gave up too many first downs and too many yards uh, to the Saints. Given the situation the Saints were in without a lot of weapons, uh, that Drew Brees has a bad shoulder. You know, re-watching the game, I, I'm not really that waving the flag for the defense okay. right now. They're going to have to be way better against Eli Manning. I guess that's what I, where I'm really coming from is you know, Eli Manning's having a great year. I know people here, you know, because he's the Giants quarterback, like to make fun of him, and he has had some very bad times with interceptions, but he's won two Super Bowls and played really well in those two Super Bowls. And he is that guy right now. And the Eagles' defense is going to have to be way better Monday night than that, it was against New Orleans. I think one area the Eagles' defense has to step up is you look at the whole season. I think they overall they've, they've played very well, in my opinion. They've been very good against the run, the pass, Defense has been improved at certain points, but it's the key spots. And as Les mentioned, against the Saints, they came up with these key turnovers. But then you look at the Redskins game. I mean, to me, that was a game where you can't allow Kirk Cousins to drive 90 yards. That's where you go from a good defense to a great defense. And I think this defense has potential to be great. And Billy Davis said, you know, if we're in that situation the next 12 games, we'll win the next 12. So we'll see. We'll but see I do exactly. think the talent is certainly there. And that yes. way I do think yes. they are underrated. But third and long has become a real issue yeah. for this defense. And I don't know why, but it, they're better off in third and short. I made a joke on Twitter that when the Saints had third and goal from the three, that 
you know, the Eagles defended that, that, that the Saints should have taken a delay penalty and gone back to the eight, and then they would have scored a touchdown, you know. But it's, it's pretty much true. I mean, they stop third and short. They don't stop third and long. That makes no sense. Real quick, ESP, do the Eagles win Monday night? Well, I should note that I'm 0-5 picking them this season. So, that being said, I do think they'll win. So, I mean, I think this is a good spot for them. It's, you know, it's a lot like last year with the, the blackout, big game, first place on the line. So, I, I think they'll win. Les, what about you? I like their passing offense against the Giants' pass defense. I, I think it's kind of unfortunate that the run game, you know, just got going, and now the Giants are number two in the league against the run. I'm a little leery of that. I'm a little leery of Manning. I guess I'm going to pick the Eagles, but it's early, and I'm not real solid on it yet. We'll hold you to it. Okay. <laughs> so, for Elliot Shore Parks and Les Bowen, I'm Chris McPherson, and thank you very much for joining us on this edition of Cover 2 on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, guys. Joe, it certainly makes a difference when the Eagles win. Yeah. Everything changes. Everybody breathes easier. <laughs> the work week is much nicer, and the coverage seems to be a lot different with the Philadelphia media. Your thoughts on I that? Think, no, I think that's fair. I think it's true. I mean, but it's not just the media. It really emanates from the fan base, Dave, because if the fan base feels passionately impressed, then they're going to talk about it, and the media is going to generally feel the same way because, hey, look, when you're 3-1, and one, you're feeling good. When you're 1-3, and three, no one's feeling good about the football team. At 1-3, and three, things weren't looking good. That win was so necessary versus the Saints. So, yes, yeah, certainly, Dave, there's been a, a difference, I think, in the perception of, of where this team could head based on the fact that they not only won that second game, but played better football. That, to me, is the key. They played better. And I'm going to continue to talk about Bradford because, yes, there were the two interceptions. But, you know, having watched the film yesterday, I was down in NFL Films with Jaws, as he and I do every Tuesday. It really stood out to me, play by play, how much more relaxed, comfortable, just confident he seemed in the pocket. I think that's a really important thing for where this team could head. 519 yards of offense for the Eagles, 39 points, a good step for this football team. And next up, the New York Giants. In just a bit, we'll hear from head coach Chip Kelly. But next, when we return to Eagles 360, Joe and I will take a trip around the NFC East, a first-place game on Monday night in Philadelphia. Yes, sir. The Eagles win. They're tied for first. We're coming right back. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do we even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you, you know, you just you touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make that profit. Makes more sense. Does the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand.
travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com eagles for more information. Time now for us to take a look around the NFC East. It is parody defined. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera, three teams at two and three. The Giants at three and two. And a first place game here at Lincoln Financial Field on Monday night. But first, the Cowboys. We got to start with them. They're on their bye week, but a lot of change for that team. Should be changed. They're struggling. How about this one, Dave? I think they're headed toward two and five. I mean, they've got coming off at the Giants and home versus Seattle. Ever since Tony Romo went out, the Dallas Cowboys have lost three in a row. They might be losing two more in a row before facing the Eagles week nine. Dallas Cowboys could be in some trouble. And as we know, Matt Castle is now going to be the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys as, you know, Brandon Whedon with his, how about this, 11 straight losses as a starter. Think about that. 11 straight losses he gets taken out. There could be some other changes. Yeah, they're talking about the offensive line, benching Ron O'Leary. Also benching uh, running back Joseph Randall. So the Cowboys doing something, anything they can try to get that offense jump started. Still no Des Bryant, still no Tony Romo. Although Bryant could be back the next time the Eagles. Well, probably not, right? He's probably coming back later in November. Right? We'll see. I mean, it seems like it's around that range. Yeah. But Romo won't play in that yeah. game. Yeah. And it's just a, such a dramatic, tremendous advantage for the other three teams in the NFC East to have Romo out for a while. Washington gives a good fight on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, falls in overtime. Kirk Cousins throws the pick six. Why couldn't he have done that a week earlier? In any event, it dropped the Redskins to two and three and puts them right back down with the mix and now a tough road game against the New York Jets. A good football team playing some very good defense. I think that's a tough one for Washington. Well, I've told you for the last couple weeks, I just don't, if I'm on the outside, I'm not buying the Washington Redskins. I mean, yeah, they, they won the division a couple years ago. That's basically been an, an anomaly in recent years in NFL history. I just don't put great stock into Washington. Again, they don't have a quarterback this year with Kirk Cousins. That's my opinion. I just don't see a quarterback that's a real difference maker. Uh, I think Washington's in some trouble. They're, they're having some struggles running the football this year. You know, you look at what's up ahead for Washington, as you mentioned, the game versus the Jets, then also home versus Tampa. Certainly that's a winnable game. They've got the bye week, week eight, and then a you know, complete loss in the making week nine at New England. All these teams facing New England. But uh, I just will be surprised, Dave, when all is said and done, if the Redskins are standing. Now, yeah, might they get to seven wins, eight wins? Yeah, they might. And, hey, look, that could win this division. But... Washington, I, I generally, and I don't mean to make it so simplistic, but I put a little bit of an X next to them. I just don't expect uh, the Washington Redskins when all of a sudden done to be there. And we talked about Dallas. I put a half an X next to them. How about, how about the New York Giants win against yeah. San Francisco on Sunday night? Comeback variety, another one for Eli Manning. How much stock do you put in this team? I put stock into them. I, they don't get an X. They get a... That's the team to look out at. And that's why this game's so exciting coming up on Monday night, Dave, because of the possibility of being able to take on the Giants at this point in the season. Eagles 2-3, and three, New York 3-2. and two. It's, a, it's a Mills Lane, hey, let's get it on kind of game. You have an opportunity here. If you win this game to tie the division, and again, with the other two teams, the way I perceive them, the way I think many people perceive them, Dave, this could be an Eagles-Giants thing. Of course, Eagles going to have to play way better football for an extended period of time to ultimately be in it. But the Giants are legit. They've got a quarterback and a head coach that have had tremendous success in this league. Odell Beckham a little banged up. We saw that. I thought it was very big he got back in that game, you know, on the night game the other day, Dave, because had he not, I think they might not have won that game versus San Francisco. He guts it out for those final couple plays. They pull the game out. But generally speaking, last Sunday, even though the Giants won, for the other two teams to lose and the Eagles to win, it was a quality development day for the Eagles. (laughs) And we all like those kinds of days. That is your look at the (laughs) NFC East. Next up here on Eagles 360, 
head coach Chip Kelly in studio talking about the win over the Saints and a peek at the New York Giants. in the water hazard here. I believe that's a Kraken, Bruce. He looks like he's going to go with the nine iron. That may not be enough club. Well, he's definitely going to lose a stroke on this hole. If you're a golf commentator, you whisper. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. This golf course is electric. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. We welcome you to our exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with head coach Chip Kelly. And coach, big win on Sunday against the Saints. The offense did a lot of really good things, including taking the takeaways, turning them into points, 23 points off the four takeaways. How important is that for you? In well, it's always an important thing to response after turnovers is a huge thing. Your defense can do a good job of creating turnovers for you. But if you don't do anything with them, it really doesn't matter what they did. So um, you got to capitalize, and that's part of what uh, – our whole mindset is it's the same thing if we turn the ball over we want our defense to go out in the field and stop them so that they don't score points so really response after turnover is something we talk about sam bradford seemed to be in a rhythm right from the start did a lot of really good things uh, what did he do so well when you when you reviewed the film um i i think he was fairly accurate uh, i think early he was a little bit off you know he probably wants that first throw back that he tried to throw to coop and um, put a little bit more air underneath it um but i think once he kind of got into a a rhythm I think he was fairly accurate with his passes. Sam can move around um, and, and he can make any throw you need him to make and so um, part of what we were going to do against the Saints because they all gang up on your run game was we ran some play action passes on him and Sam took advantage of that. Is Sam's level of mobility back to where it was before the injuries? I don't know I mean I never saw him before the injuries so I just know it's never been an issue since we've had him here so we, we, we felt like he can he can roll out and throw the football if, if necessary depending on who we're playing and and how that fits into our game plan. You've talked about the wide receivers and the depth of talent there, everybody contributing. Josh Huff, big game on Sunday. What have you seen from these guys, this group, in five games? Well, I think they're, they're versatile. They can play both inside and outside. You know, we're not pigeonholed in terms of one guy's just an inside receiver. You know, Jordan can play inside and outside. Josh can play inside and outside. Miles has played inside and outside. Nelson can play inside and outside. So we've got some versatility from, uh, from our receivers. I think all of them are contributing on special teams. Uh, along with contributing in, 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 in our success on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive line, everybody has talked about a really good game on Sunday. As you reviewed things, uh, break it down, what did it look like up front? They executed, you know, and I, I think in previous weeks we just, we were inconsistent with our execution. I think we were consistent throughout the day, especially up front in our execution, and they did a really good job 
Um, and when we can be balanced, we can run the ball and throw the ball equally well. Um, I, I think that's difficult for a defense to defend. Um, doesn't allow them to just gang up on one aspect of what you're doing. But I think it, it started up front, uh, and there was a consistency in their execution. 13 takeaways by the defense in five games. I know you preach it every day mm -hmm. when you're training. Uh, how do you attribute that, the, the, the reason for the success there? Well, we've had a lot of emphasis on it since we got back here for off-season program on April 20th. Um, we're doing a good job of creating uh, fumbles and recovering fumbles. Um, and then we've got some ball hawks on the back end. Walter Thurman had another one. Um, I think he leads the league at, from the safety position and in interceptions. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox had a really big game, caused two forced fumbles. Um, but I think it's something that we drill on the defensive side of the ball every day is turnovers and um, how do we continue to create them because that's the difference in winning and losing football games in this league is, is winning, the, winning the turnover battle and winning the response after turnover battle. Big challenge on Monday night. The Giants do a lot of great things offensively. What have you seen from them? Um, they've won three straight and, and arguably could be 5-0. and oh. They lost a heartbreaker right at the end of the game to, to Dallas and the same thing to uh, Atlanta. So it's, it's a, you know, a really good football team. They've got an outstanding quarterback and, and Eli who's won a couple Super Bowls. He's playing really well. I think it's his second year in that offensive system that, they, that Ben McAdoo brought over from Green Bay. So um, he's really comfortable in it. They've obviously got Odell Beckham and Ruben Randall outside. and They've added Shane Vereen uh, and Rashard Jennings at the running back spot. So they're very difficult on them. Uh, offensive side of the ball. And then defensively, Steve Spagnuolo, who used to coach here and has been a head coach in this league, is back as their defensive coordinator, has really got them playing at a high level. I think they have the best run defense in the National Football League or the second best run defense in the National Football League. So they're doing a really good job of, of, of making you uh, a one-dimensional on the offensive side of the ball, and, and they're scoring a lot of points. The defense on Sunday did a really good job in the horizontal pass game, stopping what the Saints like to do a lot in the pass mm -hmm. game. Does Vereen, is that the same kind of stuff that the Giants do? No. I know they get the ball to him in the pass game. How, what kind of routes is he? Oh, with? Vereen does a lot yeah. of different things, but their pass game is very vertical with Odell Beckham and Ruben Randall. You're going to see bomb, bombs coming up left and right from Eli, um, and he can also throw quick game with those guys and Ian can use the back running screens and get isolated in option routes underneath but it's a it's a vastly different pass game than what the Saints brought in here. Thanks very much coach good luck on Monday. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce, and she's not alone. Temple University where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere.
Try a one-week fantasy football league on FanDuel today. Home to more winners than any other site. Go to FanDuel.com for your free account now. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. We're back. It's Eagles 360 on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Joe, got to get two thoughts you might have. How did the Eagles beat the Giants on Monday? Oh, man, there's a lot of things you got to do well to win this game. Giants look like a pretty decent football team. I'm going to start with running the ball, Dave. It's the spot, and that starts with the offensive line. It's the number one spot that I thought there was tremendous advancement from uh, with the Eagles in the game versus the Saints. The line played better. First off, major shout-out to Jason Peters. Playing through that injury and Lane Johnson, but Jason Peters in particular, dominant football game. But also you saw the development of the guys inside. Jason Kelsey also playing better. So you start with the line. If they can play strong, Dave, it gives you a heck of a shot. Uh, Ryan Matthews ran great versus the Saints. You want to see more from DeMarco Murray. I think you want to see him hit that hole a little bit harder uh, and a little bit more vision to, to find the spots. But the run game is where it starts because I think that's a big part of what settled Bradford down. Uh, and I'd say the second thing is getting after Eli Manning. We have seen enough of Eagles-Giants games through the years, and frankly, Eli versus any number of teams through the years. When you get to him, I mean, you can really make him look not good. And that's what the Eagles did last year in the Week 6 matchup, the 27-0 you know, blackout night uh, shutout here at the link. Uh, but, of course, Eli can get you. I mean, let's be real. Uh, for all the ripping through the years of Eli and Romo amongst Eagles fans, they can get you and have gotten the Eagles before. But when you put pressure on Eli Manning, it can be a totally different ballgame. Eli Manning, the reigning NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Let's get you caught up on what's ahead. we still got a long way to go before Monday night. It's our Amoroso's On the Menu segment tomorrow on Eagles 360. Chris McPherson goes behind enemy lines with Mike Eisen, Giants.com. Glenn Mack now in studio gives you three bold predictions. And we're going to take a deeper look at the Giants at that time. So great matchup on Monday night. Joe DeCamera, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us. Eagles 360, have yourselves a great Eagles night.